Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at tvscientistpod. that in the Kenyan space or in mm. the African space at large, we don't have online media or websites mm. or anything mm. that talks about, especially in preparation of food mm-hmm. and how we can, you can use the most available stuff to get the best nutrition. You always think about this expensive because those are the things that are online and they're the ones that are outlined, uh, outlined there because they are available to the people who are writing about it and they're in a different location. But the things that are available to us, no one is writing about them in depth and like explaining how they can you know, really use, use it as food. Something yeah. like we don't talk about the things that are within our reach that are very nutritious to us. We don't talk about that. Exactly. Actually, you know, it's it's a funny story. These things they are they actually stuck in research institutions and the universities. Mm. There is no outlet. <laughs> they are just filling up the shelves. masters. Someone comes and do their masters or their PhD. Then after that, when they've got their masters or PhD, their faces in the, the library. The, maybe if they wrote a paper, it's in some journal somewhere and. No one talks about it. It's done. Do you it's know? I was point. looking for information. There's a time I was, I don't know, I was crazy about trying to figure out. Uh, I was mm-hmm. very broke. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what foods can I buy that will give me full nutrition mm-hmm. uh, that are easily available and cheap. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, which foods have the best in terms of amino acids? Which amino acids are in which kinds of foods? Like for example, beans. Yes, it's 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 protein, but what kind of amino acids are there, and what kind of amino acids are missing, and how can I complement and get these amino acids in another food and still get something that is easily cheap for me? Like I concentrate. I was very broke. I wanted to buy something in bulk, and I needed to buy the best in terms of protein. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to find information. Okay, oh, yeah. uh, we have this lentils that oh, yeah. are like, common in Kenya, but the lentils that are written on the repositories, like in terms of trying to see how much amino acids are in one gram, how much uh, protein or whatever are in one whatever, you find that that kind of a lentil that they have is kind of totally different from the lentils that are here. Mm-hmm. Or the information mm-hmm. that is there is for us kind of stray that is different or sometimes it's not even there like there's even you can't even try to figure out what the, what is the name of this thing that i'm looking for mm-hmm. it's that i have with me anyway sorry i've started talking about other things no 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 it's good it's good it's good <laughs> actually i'm learning there's something i'm getting from you that is very interesting maybe it's something i think i should consider doing 
there's no yeah, you are saying something like there's no outlet of what we have found yeah, exactly. out yeah and you know what this is why i loved about your podcast by the mm. way you know i was there was this time i was also looking at uh when i was uh going through the the library looking for now what should i listen to that is interesting to me mm. until now when uh when i started listening and, and the you know one thing about uh, the vulnerable podcast is that uh it gives opportunity it's it's a scientist talking about their work and experiences and uh, what not eh? mm-hmm. but now going when i circle back to what exactly your concerns and uh, it's not you only i've had uh, several people a lot mm-hmm. i think there is a need to create uh, a more a media friendly output Mm. To, that is uh, scientifically based mm-hmm. that is simple for people to understand mm-hmm. so that uh, if someone say I want uh, proteins, I want this and uh, I have this amount of money mm-hmm. you know how much can know, I get because that, that is get? done in the outside world yeah. like people break down things according to budgets and if it's health and fitness they talk about that and in depth like how much of this calories are in this or how much yeah. of this is in this no more because that is what they have but in our setting we eat ugali mm. people need to know how much carbohydrate is in yeah. ugali exactly exactly actually i've just uh, do they say put the nail on the head or the nail on the head <laughs> you know let me tell you so what I found out about doing, after doing that thing uh, I tried to circle out and try to see the common foods that we have here the, like the most common foods that people eat in their homes mm-hmm. and I was like wow I've been eating, I love ugali by the way I am mm-hmm. uh, one of my parents come from Kisi uh-huh. and I really love ugali and I was like ugali if you don't like there's that misconception that oh, if you don't if you're not eating ugali then you're not eating yeah, rice yeah, is exactly. not seen as a very serious food among some communities or mm-hmm. people even have this notion that notion that some men like men if you don't cook ugali for a man then you've not cooked like this this <laughs> thing that is going on around <laughs> But the, but the truth is, it's not like ugali has more carbohydrates than, like, in terms of strength, it has more, more carbohydrates than rice. I was surprised. And also was, nutritionally also. Yes, I was really surprised. I was like, what? Imagine. I was in all this time, I've been, it was like, I don't know how many times more, more nutritious. I was like, what have I been eating all this time? <laughs> I understand a bit more open, and I remember that time. That's when our our family started being open to cooking rice at night. Uh, or because yes, as much as rice is not like respected, uh, you know the way we've been brought up. Like uh, supper is okay. the most important part of yeah. the day. We know which it is uh-huh. actually not. Uh-huh. Then uh, we eat the most serious food when you're about to sleep. You have uh, a pack. Yeah, or you have a pack. But that's that's what how people do it. So the the mm. most serious thing that people think about is ugali. Now all our life we've been eating ugali. Then we I realized later like ugali is actually less. It's just that it has a slower digestion that right than rice. Then you're thinking that it has actually made you become full, but it's just that it's more bulky. 
Um, <laughs> so, so we started eating rice. We started making rice at night. That had uh-huh. changed. I don't know what uh-huh. the correctness of what I'm saying because I'm trained to a food scientist. Do you want to comment on that? Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it's actually a major thing that is happening now. Mm. But now, in the context of this very moment, mm. there's a very good discussion going on of alternative. What is the alternative to ugali? What mm-hmm. is the alternative to rice? Mm. Why can't I take uh, something else? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of uh, interest now in uh, cassava. It's mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. What's the ca- ugali from cassava? Oh, yeah. I took that in run. It was amazing. That's amazing. There's also there's also the comeback of uh, soga mugali mm-hmm. and millet ugali. It's mm-hmm. coming back. Okay. I'm, I'm aware uh, of millet ugali. I'm not aware of soga mugali. That soga thing really confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> it actually confuses not you. A yeah. lot. And it's actually, I'm telling you, like, uh, just a small piece of soga mugali. Mm. I don't think you'll eat for the next 12 hours. It's like cement. Seriously? I need that to lose weight, then. Oh, it's that heavy. Actually, the, the fiber content in uh, in soga is so heavy mm. that uh, I don't think you'd eat very frequently. Wow. I want yes. that I, I, I think you can, you. I, I think you will <laughs> preach to me anything right now because you've really studied the sorghum by now, and you've oh, really yeah. compared it to other <laughs> cereals. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I have an inkling on uh, it's Bias. this branch is called uh, cereal chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of good things that can be done out of uh, the the traditional. Here we are talking about the traditional cereals, not maize, not rice. Ah, traditional, traditional African cereals. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of good things. And uh, there's some few things I'm, I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, when they are ready, they uh, can bring them to, to the public. Okay. On traditional cereals. Okay. Because there is is good, good, good information that needs the community. All right. Mm. So, Sarah, mm. uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, there's some... <laughs> I shift the tables. The tables yeah. are turned. Okay. Literally. Mm. <laughs> Tell me more about... Uh, I've seen... Um, okay, basically... I've seen, uh, I've followed uh, what you do, but I'm not sure exactly what you do. Okay. Um, <laughs> what exactly do you do in the scientific world? <laughs> in in labor terms. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Dazzle me. <laughs> um, all right, I don't know if it'll be exactly dazzle, but I am anyways a student too. I mm-hmm. um I'm doing molecular biology and bioinformatics mm-hmm. in Jacquard. I mm-hmm. am looking for a new vaccine, a new vaccine for a pneumonia that affects cattle, bacterial okay. pneumonia called CBDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a vaccine, but we're looking for a better vaccine by understanding mm-hmm. how the bacteria interacts with the cow, which, which the first mm-hmm. point of interaction here is the, the, the interaction that I'm talking about here is the lungs. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's an immune disease. So um, there's a very weird thing that happens. Instead of that helping the animal, like mm-hmm. the immune response is making the animal more sick. And also the the, the lung cells that have mm-hmm. found they are being killed by this bacteria, yet they're supposed to be the first line mm-hmm. of defense. So we are trying to figure out what genes are responsible for this killing and see if they can use them we can use that information to create a better vaccine that not only prevents disease, it prevents uh-huh. infection. That must be, that is interesting. So basically, there is gene mappings here and there. I do not know what exactly is gene mapping. I have forgotten what is gene oh. mapping. <laughs> <laughs> like tracing, like, uh, like, you, like what you're saying, you trace like in the lungs, what exactly are the genes, the interaction? No, I'm looking and for the genes, the bacteria. The bacteria is oh, all that the... is killing. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Its presence is killing the lung cells. So we're trying to find out, of course, there's, there's a gene that is responsible for this. So I'm creating mutants um, mm. across the whole genome. I'm creating different mutants. I'm, I'm mutating different genes randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then mm. I'll test those mutants against the lung cells. Of course, I'm expecting that most of them will still kill these lung cells. But I know there's one or two, I don't know, that will not kill the lung cells. So I'll find out which mutant, which part has been Actually, mutated here. Then that is a gene that I was looking for. That's interesting. So what's like uh, the journey of, like, uh, I, I tend to, in your research so far, mm. Like, what is that? You know, there's that moment where you think uh, you're doing something, you're almost there, but then you get the data shows you something else. Have you been in such an intersection? So yesterday, I was actually, Mm -hmm. I came from the lab around, at this time actually, Mm 8 p.m. Mm. That's when I got home. That's Mm -hmm. when I was actually coming from the lab. Mm. Then I sat in in my desk for a moment, then I, I ordered an Uber. I was like, I do not want to walk. And I just leave across. <laughs> I was carrying, I was carrying okay. laptop. So my excuse in my head was, I have laptops. I don't want yeah. things to have. Just, <laughs> really, I didn't really didn't want to walk. I was so tired. My back was hurting. Mm. I had started mm. the whole day. And I was doing something. And it didn't work. It did mm-hmm. not work. I wasted the whole day. And this mm-hmm. was a repeat. Mm. And my window for doing something was closed. Mm. And I came home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if I ate. Did I eat? I can't remember. I cried. Like, I really cried. Ooh. I was texting someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my friends. Ooh. He's actually very senior. Mm-hmm. But I was texting him. I was telling him. Oh, we just started talking about something. Then mm-hmm. I, I started talking about my frustrations. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. Or I'm mm-hmm. doing this thing for one year and it's frustrating me. I was crying. He didn't know I was crying, but I was crying. I cried mm-hmm. yesterday. I was like, I, I don't think I'm fit for science. I don't think mm-hmm. science is for me. I hate science. I hate research. He's like, you're so passionate about this thing. What has happened? <laughs> it's okay. Like It's okay sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are days that... And then he started telling me stories about this guy who has been funded for a very long time by Bill and Melinda, mm. and mm. he's, I don't know, looking for uh, a resistant sweet potato against, I don't know what disease. Mm-hmm. And he 
worked on it for over 10 years and he still never got results then in that he got another solution for another potato that is not sweet mm-hmm. potato mm-hmm. he's like things happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> it can be so good but things yeah. happen but you know yeah. that thing never gets you know, in that moment that thing never gets to you you're, yeah you're still at that moment you're still feeling <sighs> yani there's that something i was so excited i even posted it on linkedin i was so okay. excited about something <laughs> yeah then after, uh, when i did the assay the, like the pictures the micro under the microscope things are okay mm. but when i do an assay mm-hmm. I, 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 the expectation that i had was not there i yeah. was like okay is my assay because it's my my first time doing the assay so i was like what have i done what mm. background is this should i have mm-hmm. should i have removed this so that i can mm-hmm. have a clearer background to distinguish between i was so stressed as well like this is my fault mm-hmm. i was like but it, most of it is tied to me i was like this is me i have fucked up i was just saying this that i have fucked up <laughs> this is my problem and i was crying and i was like i am done i am not going back to research i'm done with this thing honestly and they saw me they know they saw actually <laughs> they saw thing about at that moment mm. that uh, you want to tear everything up break the computer and then and then at that point uh, you are sitting on your desk then you are you are like uh, did i just spend the last 12 hours doing nothing Oh my god what have i done like like why why what 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 is happening here <laughs> but there's something one of my professors said uh, that uh, there is what we have like as a scientist i think he said when you go to the lab eh, you always go with a with an open open minded head like uh, anything could go wrong mm-hmm. not wrong per se but uh the lab will always show you things that's what will show you things so you say uh, like we tend to go and say i want uh, this bacteria looks like this then when you go to look it looks the other way so you tend to be frustrated but mm. i think what you was trying to tell me is you look at it and you record what you see exactly mm. then maybe go back to your seat eh, and mm. maybe think and say what what is this thing telling me and i think at that point because i have exactly what you are you are your experience mm. go to that point then you think huh i think this is what i should uh, interpret this thing why am i forcing things exactly. mm. why am i forcing it <laughs> why am i forcing it like for example me i should say probably mm. it's it's just the acid didn't work doesn't mean that the, whatever I was doing was not making sense just it didn't work for that day so yeah. that, that doesn't yeah. work another day or mm-hmm. probably there's a reason why it didn't work and she'll find out why <laughs> yeah actually yeah actually yeah. like uh, like go back and do like was it a postmortem mm. uh, i did this it came this but yeah. why then uh, that, that's why that's why we love science you know yeah. challenges you yeah. you know you, you get to it makes you think it, it's a zigzag Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 but the thing kind of uh, a way of looking at it but that's that's the goodness of uh, of being scientific or thinking mm. because you are there to fix a solution you know yes like uh, 
so it happened that way but it's always to ask why 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 maybe there's this uh i went to this seminar and then uh, on research then there is this the the for uh, the vice there was the dvc mm-hmm. research at the university of nairobi professor madara mm-hmm. he once mentioned something like uh he said once you do your research mm-hmm. you ask yourself so what like that was so what mm-hmm. so i've so i've gotten the vaccine so what mm-hmm. So I've made uh, research on sorghum. So what? Mm. Like, uh, like we're saying, you see, when you ask yourself that question, so mm. what? Like, mm. where does the journey take you after you get this? Mm-hmm. How do I disseminate? How do I? How does the impact? Mm. I found it. Uh, I've lived with that. So what? Up to up to today, mm. since I had it two years ago, that statement. So what? Mm. <laughs> and that's how, as a, we become vulnerable mm-hmm. in the face of scrutiny mm-hmm. I guess but I was also curious about something that uh, you do also that maybe you can elaborate for me is this thing I'm interested in mm-hmm. bioinformatics mm-hmm. maybe in a small overview bioinformatics <laughs> yeah, like a like a, a two year old. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's a curveball that one. Like, yeah, what is this? Do you know I'm the con- content manager of a bioinformatics company, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I sit. I, I recently sat on a board that. Mm-hmm. Re- Run a conference last week on bioinformatics and open science. I am mm-hmm. the website manager for a bioinformatics community in Kenya. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a course in bioinformatics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use bioinformatics too, uh, especially last year when I was doing something. Mm-hmm. But I still fear answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not getting out of this one. <laughs> Is like data science. Do you know mm. what data science is? No, this is yeah, me yeah. trying to run away from explaining too much. Yeah, run with oh it. Oh my god, Sarah. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Anyway, you know what data science is, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know what data science is, right? Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> so that data part, it replaces mm. it with biological data like DNA, RNA, proteins, mm-hmm. molecules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have bioinformatics. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you technically um, mm. analyzing data or manipulating data or dealing with data in any kind mm. of way maybe whatever you want to do with that data mm. but the data that we're talking about here we're talking about um, business uh, I don't know how much many users have used Twitter what mm. words mm. have been used here or what kind of 
who are the customers coming from where that's not the mm. kind of data you're dealing with here you're de- dealing with mm. dna that has been sequenced so how do mm-hmm. you get information from this sequence data that has just letters say nakonga a t oh my god i am a molecular biologist and i don't know that ATGC. yes yeah um so this whatever that has so many letters in between us particular shape or particular mm-hmm. how do you get information from this how do you process this information after sequencing how do you um um get to know where the genes are where mm-hmm. whatever that you want to do mm-hmm. with this sequence data then how do you mm-hmm. get the rna information from this or how do you even sequence the rna and get information from use that to get information or how mm-hmm. do you uh get protein protein data like how you have to process, process how a protein looks like mm-hmm. how do you use that information online like without going to the lab and mm-hmm. get information from it like get a drug target get to know about a gene get to know mm-hmm. about new vaccine targets get to know about uh, where uh what is responsible for certain disease maybe uh, in humans or a genetic disease which genes are responsible for this are you susceptible to this whatever mm. like all those kinds of things um mm. it's it's a, it's a whole thing it's and it sounds interesting it, it is sounds very interesting, interesting because ah. the only interesting part about bioinformatics that i see me for me mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. i don't have to go to the lab but the crazy part of it is dealing with code because if you're dealing with tools it is mm-hmm. not so much that tools can do for you like pre-designed yeah. software there's yeah. so much that it can do for you but if you learn a language like Linux using the operating mm. system Linux and its language Linux and learning mm. R and Python mm. and creating your own code to solve a question that you have then that's the yeah. most crazy part because people who do PhDs or MSc in purely bioinformatics have their own yeah. crazy things going on with them they they, can't, they don't have to be there but the exciting part is I don't have to be in Italy to do it I can do it from wherever place I I want to be. Actually, I've seen, yes, I've seen I've seen I've seen uh, the reason I've got interested I've seen guy I think is this covid thing on I saw this modeling CV what yeah machine yeah, machine learning and it got me thinking this thing is interesting why not give it a a, a shot a try, a, a try. Mm. and uh, it it's I don't know it's sexy yeah I'm trying to look at right what the right one what expression you talked about informatics why did you call it sexy because it's uh it's cool it's cool to to play with data mm. uh, plus uh, okay why I call it sexy because in the background mm. There's so many shenanigans going on. The coding, the arranging, the what. Mm-hmm. But what people see is the nice graphs, the nice charts, mm-hmm. nice diagram. You know, the output is stunning. Like, uh, people don't get what has gone, the, the input. Into, what, into getting that kind of... Yeah, plus it's, you know, vis- vi- visual representation. Mm-hmm. 
goes a long way to explain complex subjects. Mm-hmm. So, well, it becomes sexy in that, in that when you put it in that case. 